This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Geekscapists? This is the show. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and uh, this is Geekscape. We've been talking uh, for about nine years now, and this will be no different. For uh, We're going to be talking movies, video games, and comic books. That's basically what I've decided this show is going to be about. Every now and then we talk TV, but basically if you're a geek, if you like to go to Comic-Con, if you're into any of that stuff, or if you just got your head pounded into the locker as a kid, <laughs> welcome home. And, and Daredevil's uh, over, so why yeah. would we talk about TV anymore? You know what? Like, yeah, there's no, you know... Like, there's only, like, what, the yeah. Fear of the Walking Dead, and that show's just a pile of limp cardboard. Hey, whoa, whoa, so. hey, don't be rude, uh, but... <laughs> You're right. A lot of these <laughs> genre shows are ending. Supergirl had its premiere last, uh, its finale last night. Uh, I think uh, Arrow and Flash are wrapping up. What's left of us here in television? What's left? And you know what was really good that I watched last night what? was the Better Call Saul finale. Oh, that's pretty stressful. Finally, I could start watching this season. I'm it's excited. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I do understand that that is a show. That if you're not addicted to it to the level I am, where it's like I got, I just gotta know, I just gotta know that it just becomes stressful to not binge watch that show because you just yes. want to go right into the next episode. And it, I love that show. But uh, yes, this is Geekscape. I'm Jonathan Lennon. That's Kenny Craig. We do this show weekly, and uh, if you're a longtime Geekscapist, you know it. It's like it fits like an old glove. Um, every week though, we also have a guest co-host. This week is no different. We've got our good buddy from the Comedy Film Nerds. Chris Mancini, he's here to promote a Kickstarter. He's a fellow director. He does a million things. Uh, he once saved a kid from a firing building. What? Um, yeah, no, 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 no. It's is true. It's true. Is he still alive? It was a promotional stunt, but yeah. Let's just say if there, like, if there's a problem here and uh-huh. somebody yells, "Is there a doctor on board?" Let's just look to Chris and see what he does. No, oh, sweet. I've got it all planned out. Okay, that yeah. that could happen with me at any moment. It may not be. <laughs> it may not be successful, but. Chris will do something funny. <laughs> I'll be here. It may go viral. I'll, I'll start punching shit. Like, <laughs> something will happen. Chris, well, let's try this. I saw this on a TV show. Well, it's good to be back. Last time I was on Geekscape, I was on a couch. Yep. Yep. The couch. Oh, wow. I mean, uh, whoa, that wasn't Geekscape. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, that's for the private files. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was an episode of Geek's Game. Jonathan, I couldn't find it on the RSS feed. Yeah, why were you taking <laughs> me on with that? Why did you ask me to take my shirt off? I was looking yeah. for our old episode of Night oh, yeah. Tunes. I, uh, I must have been thinking of a different podcast. Do you guys do? Yeah. I was thinking that. of the couch show. Do you still do that segment called The Final Splash? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Welcome back, Chris. Welcome, Great to be here. Uh, welcome back to the first Geekscape you've been on. No. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, dude, welcome back. Uh, nice catch, to meet you catch guys. Catch me up with, like, Graham and what's going on with, like, the comedy <laughs> film nerds. Like, what's going well, on with Well, we've you been guys? going not not as long as nine years. You guys are, like, vets in the is it, uh, Is that the word? Space. Yeah. Is that the word? You know what? I appreciate you saying that. We yeah. got the PTSD podcasts. <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> So Comedy Film Nerds has been going really well. We're still uh, doing a weekly podcast, and then we add like some spoiler ads. We did a big Batman versus Superman one that Huffington Post mentioned, and saying it was one of the definitive ones of uh, what was the, wrong with the movie. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the best person to say that what's shitty about you know the movie. What? Everybody was saying this movie is not that good, but these yeah. guys, yeah. we said it in a different way. They knew how yeah. great it <laughs> but was. But these spoiler casts, you guys are getting uh, like w- this is pretty awesome for The Force Awakens. These two fools flew to Australia. We went to Australia to see it a day early. And then yeah. they did the podcast. And then we did the podcast right after it yeah. with uh, Steel Wars, Steel Saunders' podcast. In fact, as soon as we landed in Australia, that's a really long plane ride. Yeah, yeah we you, have, you to have to Melbourne. leave there two days yeah. early to yeah. get there one day early. That's <laughs> exactly, fucking long that that's exactly what happened. And it was like, okay, 16 hours. And then what do we do? All right, we Wait, check into the hotel. Yeah. Then we had to do TV. We did Aussie TV because... Uh, they wanted to do segments on us about the crazy Americans. American comedians who came down oh, to uh, Australia to see Star Wars uh, a day early. And then we, we did a midnight screening. Then we went okay. to a bar next door in front of like, it was like two, 300 fans okay. of our, our podcast and the Steel Wars podcast. And we did something like a two to three hour spoiler oh my God. It was insane. Hey, listen to that. Okay. For, uh, at dude, what but point? You know what? I ask who listened to that. It, it, like Everyone. It, it, yeah, yeah. In yeah. reference yeah. to like a two to three hour podcast. Like who'd yeah. have time to do that? It was like every single person yeah, that wants to. Star yeah. Wars fans. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I, I said it last week on the show that, like, you know, the people who are like spoiler breakdown, like. They're they're one more bad Fantastic Four movie from like throwing themselves off a building. <laughs> <laughs> but but there are fans who are that dedicated that they're willing to invest that time and that's insane. When I saw that email that you guys were doing this, I was like, <laughs> a it sounds like definitely sounds like Graham and Chris, and yeah. b that's insane. And yes. c at what time at what point are you going to get treated for the deep vein thrombosis that you have from all the fucking plane rides <laughs> yeah. there and back? You it really it, it really was like uh, at the end of it, I was like, you know what, this was a trip for a younger person. Oh, was, no. <laughs> I was so. T- Tired at the end, I'm like, I need like another two days just to recover because you're on a plane for like literally two, three days. At least wow. on the way back, you are a younger person. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it's back. We do time, time travel, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I get back gonna, younger. I'm... I'm going to stick to the strategy that we're going to see and talk about these movies. I was able to play lottery numbers. It was great. <laughs> like, I am going to, uh, I'm going to see and talk about this, this movie when we can, knowing that in some parts of the third world, we're still several days early, maybe several years. <laughs> right? decades. Like we, like in Istanbul, these guys are like, man, this is spoilerific, dude. <laughs> I, is I'm tight. just loving these talkies. That, <laughs> Yo, that, that's a great, great Istanbul accent, by the know. way. I don't know. <laughs> I just did I t- that accent of doing an Istanbul yeah. accent. I, 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 took that a- I took that. I took that accent off of like the Turkish Superman shorts and things like that. Have you seen those like little videos, like the Turkish Superman, the t- Turkish Spider-Man? No, but I want to now. And it's like basically. Is that like a Turkish Star Wars too? Yeah, it's like yeah. a bad version of Star Wars or Superman, where the, where the government was like, we're not going to actually be able to bring these movies into our country, but 
we'll make our own versions, <laughs> and they're going to be awesome. In another country, the force goes to sleep. Yeah, I saw <laughs> a government Turkish, fan films. I, yeah, I saw much. like a Turkish Rocky, or not a Rocky, uh, Rambo. Oh, that was going around Facebook a couple days ago, Holy like shit. a Turkish well, version of Rambo. Well, at least you're closer to Afghanistan. At yeah, that point. and I was like, I think a Turkish Rambo uh, is basically the side that Rambo. loses. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of your friends getting blown up oh. by one guy. Who's all USA, baby? Uh, but no, Chris is on the show not just to talk about the comedy film nerds, but he's got yes. a actual comic book that our good friend Fernando Pinto, who yes. did the Geekscape logo. Yep. Amazing nice. cartoon. And he also did one of your other uh, comics. He's did one of my other comics, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris was looking for a, an illustrator, and he said, hey, yes. man, what about that dude Fernando? And this was uh, a little bit ago. This is a while ago, yeah. And I said... Dude, Fernando's awesome. Yes. You'd be honored to use him. And then you guys put this comic book together. We totally did. It was originally, um, I'd originally met Mark Wade and was going to sure. go on his uh, Thrillbent comic site. And uh, the funding fell out just right when it was about to go. <laughs> on your on your comic <laughs> on or the, on uh, Thrillbent? On the, the project on Thrillbent, okay. yeah. So, uh, How does that work? So, like, I, I know Thrillbent. Is Thrillbent still around? Sort of. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's the it, site's it, up. It's It's... It's evolving. Yes. It's going through its <laughs> next phase. So um, that fell through, and I was like, oh, I can't. I just can't wait any longer. I have, yeah. to, I have to get this going because uh, it's been in development for different places, and I was like, I can't. This is one of those stories that I had to get out. I wanted to do it. So I emailed you, and I said, mm-hmm. look, I need a comic book artist. And you said, you got to check out Fernando. I did. I emailed him, and then it was like, he's in Chile. I'm like, okay. I was a little worried at first because, like, what does the humor translate, especially when you're working closely yeah, he's with a someone? Cool guy, though. And I was like, oh, no, I, I'm a fan of your podcast and i listen to you all the time I'm like oh this is awesome now there's literally nothing lost in translation and then he, he went to college loves in new- me yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he went to college in new jersey i'm like all right you, you yeah, got yeah. It. <laughs> i'm like okay you, you got it so we um we we put together some sample pages and then we put them together and then we're like all right how much would it cost to get you and possibly some support artists paid that printed and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then we came up with the kickstarter number because we didn't want to do like an issue one fund sure. this this is the entire story beginning oh, wow. middle and 140 oh, pages minimum and uh so we put it together we're about halfway through it's about a twenty-eight thousand dollar thing we're at about seventeen thousand we're oh, more than halfway yeah, so yeah. you're in striking so, distance yeah we're in sure. striking distance eleven thousand more we need so uh and when we put it together it was one of those weird things where uh, it's been in development with me for so long, mm-hmm. trying to get it made. Then when Fernando started drawing it and the uh, the images started coming in, it was like it started to come to life to me. I like got a sure. chill. I'm like, this is how it was supposed to look. This and Fernando it was, to go. was kind of nailing the tone. He was kind of nailed everything. Style. Yeah, out of the gate too. Right. Like, and you know, the, the great thing about it is. He's also more experienced than I am with comics. This is mm-hmm. my first one, so I was, it was able to bounce things off. I'm like, all right, well, what if we laid out the panels this way? And he's like, well, what, why don't we try this? And then, um, you know, things like that. I had a learning curve. Like, oh, I can't put 18 panels on one page. <laughs> so, uh, okay, all right, fair enough. You know, I'm learning. Uh, but one of the things about being a director is you just kind of put it in storyboard mode. Yes. Like when you lay out a graphic novel. So um, he kind of hit that sweet spot. It was like, here, here's how it should go, and here's the pacing. And then, you know, there's certain joke pacing that I would slow things down, and then, like, you know, pregnant pause panels, yeah. things like that. Um, or but, page turns. Or, yeah, or page like turns, yeah. exactly. I remember Mark Wade, uh, when we were talking about it, he goes, one thing that made me laugh is like, the only way I can surprise a reader is at the beginning of the next page. Yeah, yeah. No, and, uh, I think that's very true. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I actually learned a lot from him too. He was right. he was kind of mentoring me a little bit on, on how to put this together. Not a bad so, mentor. <laughs> so no, <laughs> he's been supporting it. He's pretty been damn great. good one. Yeah, he gave me a quote to do, and he, he's been uh, 
uh, promoting it and supporting it on Twitter, which has been very helpful. That's cool. So I got him, Mark Guggenheim, who's the showrunner for Arrow, and yeah. then Mark Allen Miller, who works. It's all Marks. Only Marks <laughs> have been supporting it. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Marks yeah. in our audience. If yeah, you guys... I tried to get Mark Millar, but he didn't respond. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark, yeah. yeah. Well, if you guys, uh, if you guys want to, Marky do your Mark, support, we got this. So, yeah. Mark or Mark, he'll take <laughs> he'll, he'll take money from not yeah. just Marks though. If you guys want to support this Kickstarter, so, still got those two weeks left. Exactly. Go to and Kickstarter and then search for long ago and far away and okay. the premise is that i was always thought like you know as a kids we would read narnia and all these great stories about sure. how kids would go into this magical world fight the evil witch and then come back well i always thought well, what would happen when those kids grow up they're in a dead-end job they're 30 and they're kind of haunted by their past and then they have to go back in this world as an adult right as a jaded nerdy adult <laughs> so would they still be here or would they kind of make things worse because they're kind of jerks yeah well, <laughs> wasn't that the so so I always thought about that seventh Narnia book. Yeah. And at the beginning, like, the kids die in a train wreck. Do you what? remember that? Yes, I do. It, it, spoiler it, it, alert. Spoiler alert. The, the, final, <laughs> Thanks, Nar- the, the well, final Narnia book. I was so excited reading the, one through Towards six. the beginning, there's, there's it, like it a is train. It is called The Last der- Battle. The Last Battle. There's, like, a train derailment it's with just, the kids. It's about battle between and they, them and, and tons of yeah. metal. And I think some of them die, right? And does Aslan, like, bring them back or something like that? I forget how it well, resolves they go, itself. they go to heaven. Oh yeah, right. It is More very spoilers. much like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's very much like a Christian book series that was, yeah, for sure, not amazingly well hidden. It's but uh, they did some job. We'll of... just call it allegorical. Allegorical. <laughs> there you go. There you but, go. Uh, and so, 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 what religion is this? That you're this... <laughs> like, like, what is this? What this are you peddling is, uh, I, here? I created my own because that's the way you make the most money. <laughs> I think oh, that's so... true. <laughs> I think that's very true. You know. So, uh, and what it is is then this this character Jason goes back into the world. He mm-hmm. actually brings his two comic book friends with him, and you know they're arguing about. And they had uh, not been to the world. They had before. not been to the world before. They think he's but crazy. They, they think he's crazy, yeah. and then he actually ends up there with them so decides well do i save the world do i just try to get back or, and i was writing it and there's a lot of jokes about obviously elves and dwarves mm-hmm. and, and yeah. witches and but it was one of those things too is you know when you write it's all everything's autobiographical so these other themes started kind of being um uh created as i was writing like as we're younger, we have this childhood sense of wonder where we look at the right. world, everything's mm-hmm. new, and there's endless possibilities. Then no, as it's just we get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> then as we get older, like we're, like, we're like jaded adults, and, uh-huh. and we're like, we, we lose that. So it's also a story about when you're a jaded adult, how do you get that back? How do you right. get that childhood sense of wonder back? Well, speak for yourself. I'm, yeah. saying, I'm still <laughs> the same yeah. fucking moron I was as a kid. I'm still so, like, oh, boogers taste like sugar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so there's stuff like uh, like oh you got to be careful that guy he's a giant dwarf they're right. really cranky I'm like what, what? you're that... just a guy with a beard you're not right. a giant dwarf <laughs> oh so, so so in the fantasy world they're able to maybe dismiss some of these things that in the fantasy world they're like oh look at all this magical stuff and they're like well some of it's magical yeah, yeah. some of it just kind of sucks yeah and they, they you know they're they're arguing about who would win in a fight Conan and Harry po- or Harry Potter because Conan they, hates magic but they're in the middle of an actual fight when they're doing yeah so, so now they can actually <laughs> see it they're yeah. like oh well if we wait five minutes we can mm-hmm. uh, we can actually get an answer to this uh, that's awesome so. And, and so uh, we, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. We're going to take mm-hmm. a, a station ID break here at uh, Z Hollywood. Z Hollywood! <laughs> and, and when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Chris about Long Ago and Far Away. Stay with us, Geekscapists. We'll be right back. Hey, Geekscapists. During the break, if you're watching this on Z Hollywood, you see during the break there's a roll call. Of mm-hmm. all the various DJs and guests we've had here at Z yeah. Hollywood. 
and I like to do impersonations of them. Uh, and, and and here's the thing. I have never done one of those uh, things. Even, I know. Even though I'm a host here, like Eric Roberts gets asked to do, hey, you're watching Z Hollywood. And, hey, Jonathan, uh, would you and like to do one of those spots? Get a chance to do it. I have not been asked. I to just be asked like, hey, you. Jonathan, I don't have any poll here, but I just The new Z Hollywood that. needs their their guests and their hosts to identify the, right. the brand, right? Right, right. I haven't been asked. But if I How would was, you do it? Yeah, how would you do it? You guys know. You guys know. I'd be like... Well, see, there's two different types of, of IDs that right. are on that reel. Yeah. Some of them are people who are... Normal. Are, no, well, 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 there are people who are, like, enthused, right? Right, right. The people that are And excited. they're like, hey, what's up? This is so-and-so, and you're watching Z Hollywood, and it's very enthused. Right. I, I would like to think that I'd be that person. Uh-huh. But, but that person seems like they're just a little bit too into it, right? Uh-huh. Like, like, they really want you to watch their show, and they're super desperate. I don't want to totally come off like that, even though... That's probably the most honest one. Yeah. Right? So that version would be like, hey, what's up? This is Jonathan from Geekscape, and you're watching Z Hollywood. That was horrible. Total cheese dick, right? That was horrible. The other one yeah. that I noticed this is the one I'm interested this. in now. This one is more like the, it ain't no thing but a chicken wing Duh. one, right? Where they're like, yo, what's up? This is your boy so-and-so, and you're watching Z Hollywood. You know what? I don't even know who so-and-so is, but know, I'm down to watch either. that Because now. that person's like... Yo, you just want to chill with me, right? I just want to chill with so-and-so. So I was thinking to myself, can you meet me in the middle with those, Jonathan? Well, no, you're, you're asking... <laughs> Hi, this is Jonathan London, and you're... <laughs> you're asking a lot of my range, Chris. <laughs> Chris, if you directed me, I probably could get. I could, I could probably find it near the 40th take. But, right, take but the I think, energy of the first one. I think one, my version of that person, from what I can... Get gather from uh-huh. from seeing them. And I think that's, and that's just I, El Chucho. I studied this very. I said that, he's a freak. I've studied this many weeks. My version would be like, <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> yeah, if someone just heard yeah. this on audio, <laughs> they're like, yeah. well, they're giving like, blowjobs. Like here's the thing. Studio. Here's the thing. The people who are happy to be here, who are really enthused to make their ideas. I want to do more than them. I want to be like, hey, what's up? This is Jonathan from Geekscape. You're watching Z Hollywood. And do I have room for a cartwheel right here? Then the Uh people who are like, this ain't no thing. I want to be like, this really, really ain't no thing. Like, like if they are not impressed, I'm really not <laughs> impressed. And if they have better things to do, I fucking totally have better things to do, even though I don't. Yeah. So my one would be like, fucking jump. Z Hollywood up in there. <laughs> yes. Yo, Geekscape. <laughs> Yo, what's for lunch? <laughs> like, like I don't know. I just think that like that somewhere in the middle would just be, I think, a normal stage idea. See, your apathy makes me curious. Mm. See. Maybe we need to get on that green screen and record yeah. one of these right yeah. away. Yeah. We could put it on green screen and they could lift me up next to you and it looks like yeah. I have real legs. You gotta get and I was thinking like, too. well, what's so interesting that he just doesn't care about it? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, if he, if he doesn't give a shit that much, I want to know, know about this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? What is he yeah, exactly? What? what is he talking what? about? That's yes. right, guys. This is my low key stage ID for Geekscape Z Hollywood. Go ahead and put an image like of a baboon or whatever you want on it, and this is what I'm doing. Okay, guys in the engineering booth, like let's use this for the real, right? It's, don't even use my face. Okay. Because that too should be a mystery. That too should be vague. Oh, that, you oh, know yeah. what I think would be maybe a picture of Ziggy. Uh, sure, sure. Like you know the cartoon Ziggy. Like let's do that. But basically, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can can yeah. we splice that into the celebrity reel here at yeah. Hollywood? And just loop it. Just, just yeah. like yeah. a guy yeah. just yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, 
<laughs> like, let's do that. Where's the bathroom? Let's do that. It, it, let's talk to the guys. I mean, I don't know. It's maybe it, that decision is above I, my pay grade. You know what? I think they would totally love that decision. Mm, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, until then, I want to inform you guys. You're watching Geekscape on Z Hollywood. We're here every week. Our guest this week, though, is Chris Mancini. He's got a Kickstarter he's running for this comic book with our good friend Fernando Pinto, who did the Geekscape logo. So really, you owe it to these guys <laughs> to kickstart. This project, it's called Long Ago and Far Away. It is a fantasy comic book about modern-day people who, when they were kids, they went into a fantasy world, and now they've been separated from that fantasy world. They've gone on and led their lives, and they said, you know what? I wonder if that fantasy world is still there, and not only that, does that fantasy world still need me as much as I may need it? And then, who knows? I think they go over there, and hijinks ensue, and maybe a high-adventure story in which they rescue maybe not that world, but both worlds. What do you think? Did I nail it? And Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> and then right yeah, after that, there's yes. a train crash and everyone yes. dies. <laughs> yeah, the last battle. Yeah. Uh, so, so Chris, um, let's talk movies because that's what you yes. guys do on Comedy mm-hmm. Film Nerds. And if you guys aren't familiar with Comedy Film Nerds, uh, you should definitely check out that podcast. It's a great podcast. Chris is uh, on it with Graham Elwood, another very funny comedian. And uh, I saw two movies this past weekend. Yes. I saw John Favreau and Justin Marks' The Jungle Book, which made a ton of money. Um, and... I loved it. I thought this Jungle Book, although it was CGI, and it was, the CGI is phenomenal, by the way. And it, even though it's um, CGI and bells and whistles and it's modern day approach to the classic Disney mm-hmm. kind of telling it, I still thought it was pretty awesome. Now, let me ask you this question, because when I first saw the trailer, I, I wasn't that excited to see it because Same it era. looked like the trailer was showing, well, we're just making a CG version of the animated movie. Yes. And from what I'm hearing, especially with other people who've seen it, it's not like that at all. It's it's its own uh, it's its own movie, it has its own tone, and it's actually really fun to watch. I, huh. I mean, from beginning to end, it's, I think it's an awesome script by Justin Marks. It's really a clean script. It's really a well-written script. And then I think it's John Favreau's best movie, and, and I do wow, include Iron better Man. Better than Iron Man? Really? I, I it's right there, I think, with that first Iron Man. Um, Better than Chef? <laughs> I like Chef. Uh, I think I think Chef didn't earn some of its dramatic beats, you know, where I was like, oh, that was convenient. <laughs> you know, I, the, the, the resolution, I thought, in Chef to, uh, left, it was a bit abrupt. It was a bit quick. Uh, but let's I, get to I, the talking animals. But, the talk- yeah. <laughs> but, but here, the, you know, he just sets it up from the get-go. And... Literally from beginning to end, this is a really well done movie. And there were those moments where I turned to Laura and I said, and she's a little more familiar with the cartoon version, the Disney version than I was. And I, and I said, is it, was that in there? Was that in there? And there were a lot of beats that actually were. Um, and the, some of the songs were as well, but they had been uh, changed enough to be, uh, to be a part of this world. Well, there are and, a lot of songs in the original. Yeah, this yep. one for the most part only has two or three. Okay. But... The the character stuff is great, and I love the fact that they took this like twelve year old Indian kid and turned him into a really really good looking star. boy. I mean, okay, he, I, he's a, he's, I mean that. he's really charismatic in this, and sure there are parts where you, you watch the performance and you're like, well, mm, eh, well it's still a twelve year old working with CGI animals on right. a green screen. It right, is right, right, not easy right. to do that for an adult. This kid is hitting it out of the park nice. multiple times in this movie, and the movie is just fun to watch. And it scratches that same itch that the old one did, and it does it in a way that definitely satisfies the 2016 sens- uh, sensibilities. Uh, I loved it. I-, I thought it was pretty awesome. And the things that they added, they should have added. But didn't they do like a Roger Rabbit where all the actors were actually in the costumes of their 
I don't know uh, characters. I know that they Boys did. A, Bill Murray I know in a bear they, suit I know they did. Like a, I know they did like a Vanity Fair uh, spread where they like uh, one of those magazines like Vanity Fair photographed the actors alongside their live action. Oh right. Versions, but um, I thought it was great. And it's really well done traditional like, big budget Hollywood film, but it wasn't a bad script. Hit the it right wasn't chord. It, it it every single beat was awesome. I loved it. It's one of my favorite movies this year. Wow, which is great because the other movie, Zootopia, is another one that I thought was great. I thought this Zootopia year. was great too. Fantastic. I really liked it. Um, the other movie I saw this weekend that you also saw, yes. Chris, was um, was the Richard Linklater movie, and he's a yes. big fan. Uh, I mean, you and yeah, I are I'm both sure he is huge a big fan. fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I talked to him a little bit. Yeah, here yeah. and there, but like at press events. You know, but, if he's doing a bumper, he's probably like, you know, you want to listen to Geeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> but uh, everybody wants some is his new movie, and mm-hmm. it basically follows the weekend before class. Uh, this uh, this freshman baseball player, he's a pitcher. He comes in, he has to live in the baseball dorm. It's 1980s. Uh, it's literally 1980, and it's an awesome turn of the decade where Texas. it's you know it's right at the beginning of the 80s. So End of disco, some 70s in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the freshman in the in the new pond, and uh, he has to learn the ropes of being not only on the baseball team but in college. And I found it, even though it was is plotless for the most yes. part. And those are the not things for the most part. It was for the entire point. <laughs> yeah, You're watching this movie, part. and the only structure is this movie is going to end in the first class period. Right. This movie is going to start with him taking his uh, his things for college out of the back of his truck right. and meeting all the guys and learning where he's going to live. And over the weekend, he's going to learn the, the, the ropes of college. And then it's just going to end as soon as he sits down for his first class period. Yes. And that's about as much structure as you get. Right. I loved that. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> mind the amorphous, you know, French new wavy kind of this is about the characters and the experience and you know what screw you life doesn't have structure and life you know you just have to exist for two hours with these characters and they're going to do some interesting things they're going to do some non-interesting things there's going to be some parts you like there's going to be some parts you understand but in all but 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 from beginning to end you're going to see it all as relatable and to me it struck uh the chord of of just being honest and i was like oh i remember all of those sentiments during my that period yeah, of my life mm-hmm. uh that being said you i didn't I think, like it as i think much. you needed a little more yeah and i'm a huge link letter fan yeah. i loved boyhood uh i best know, movie of the year uh i, I you it. know i like his other movies uh before sunrise before sunset i've enjoyed um you know a lot of his films i really felt like this one kind of missed the mark a little bit because arguably you could say every richard link letter movie has a slow pace Meandering, meandering plot, if mm-hmm. any, uh, uh, dialogue heavy, mm-hmm. and is character driven. So, if all of those pieces are in every single movie, what makes one more compelling than the others? And I, I was trying to figure out why this one didn't resonate with me as it's much a great as the quantifier. other ones. Yeah, it's a really good uh, and uh, I was thinking that I think because this one didn't show me the insights that the other movies mm. did. Like this, like Boyhood showed insights into growing up and those quiet moments of our lives that ultimately define who we are. I didn't see a lot of that in this movie. Like I felt like this movie was just kind of like a pale comparison of the other movies. So, and, and this is in 79? It takes place like 80. 80. Okay. So how much cocaine absolute, was in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is that why? Not enough? Is co- that, well, the no, thing is, no. it, was, it was more pot. Well, they kept, okay, yeah. so that's why. Yeah. It <laughs> if it had Coke instead of pot. The marketing for this was like, oh, this is the sequel to Days of Confused, or this is the spiritual Wait, really? su- successor to Days of Confused. No way. And watching the movie, I just thought that, that not. was not yeah. the proper way to sell it. 
they're they're what, selling it all different ways. Like, yeah. oh no, this is the extension to Boyhood because it's Boyhood ends where he goes to college, and this is I'm like, well, well now you're just trying to shove just things into the this. Movie. Next, yeah, this just give movie. us the movie. It's like Ten Cloverfield Lane. It didn't have to be in that universe. Just it's yeah. It's just the, let it stand on its own. I think own. it's I think both those movies that was part of the sell. It was like we're worried right. people aren't going to see these movies if right. we don't leave them as right. if we just leave them as. Yeah, is. Richard Linklater doesn't need an extended universe to put no. his movies in. <laughs> the guy, in my opinion, is an Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah. Linklater. And with Days of Confused, universe. I think the moment that you wanted that I think would have been nice, but this movie doesn't have, is that that moment where J- that Jason London has in the original Days of Confused on the football field where he just kind of says, it, he has that, you're right, that little insightful monologue right. about where he is in life, where he thinks he's going in life, and is all this, is this all there is? Right. And, you know, the, uh, Patricia Arquette had it in Boyhood. I mm-hmm. thought there would be oh, more. Man. Like, there's like this really powerful scene. She got scene. an Oscar for that yes. scene. That's it. <laughs> She's awesome. So I, I think, like, those actual beats were kind of missing, where this was more, it felt like, just kind of mandarin sketches, mm-hmm. like driven by character. You're but, hanging out with these guys. Yeah, you're and... hanging out with them, and that's there's not much going on, and we know there's not much going on. And then I thought, well, maybe he's trying to make just a straight comedy. But no, there were still some dramatic beats in there too. I just didn't feel like it dug deeper or had the resonance of his other films. Sure. So it's if you're a fan, there'll still be things to like. I think it's like it's not like it's a complete disaster or anything. I just I, I think it's his hateful eight of uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> not, you, not his best, not the best Tarantino hey, wait, movie. You're, you're, you're accusing. <laughs> The movie of having a level of self-indulgence <laughs> and not knowing when to when to when to maybe uh, figure some things out, ask itself the hard uh, questions. I might be saying that. Yeah, <laughs> I I did enjoy it. Our own Dave Traverso over on the Geekscape website gave it a three point five. Uh, I'm going to land somewhere closer to a four, but I absolutely understand the sentiment that Chris is sharing with you guys. And my wife was like, after thirty minutes, I realized that I'm just going to be watching these guys exist, and yeah. I didn't really need to hang out with these guys because I didn't hang out with them in college. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, right, I didn't for a reason. And I'm like, yeah. I wanted to hang out with them in college, yeah. but now I get to. I wanted to go to a theater party. That was oh, amazing. Dude. There was like this giant, you know. I wanted that, to have friends. That, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was this this uh, college uh, what, theater party that looked like it had about a $100,000 it, like looked looked like like it looked like a It looked like a Fellini production. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah. lights hanging from People the ceilings in every room. It's like, what is happening? This has been, you know, this what was the party. budget for this party? Yeah, they've been planning it for six months just to get all the props. Those, yeah. are, those are the parties at Harvard. That's what yeah. your question goes to. <laughs> Maybe Yale. Yale's the theater school, I guess. Oh. But uh, guys, those two movies came out this weekend. Those are our thoughts. Let us know what you guys are uh, watching on the on the Geekscape Facebook or throw it at us on the Twitter. Uh, and definitely, comedy film nerds, talk to Chris and be like, Hey, Chris, totally feel you, bro. Or <laughs> don't feel you at all. Or hey. What's your address? I want to feel you in person. Um, <laughs> you know where to feel us. We're here every week, but right now we got to feel these uh, these station IDs here at Z Hollywood or Zaha. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. uh, and we'll be right back, guys, after this short break. Stay with us. Yo, welcome back to Geekscape here on Z Hollywood. Too much energy, Jonathan. Too much. Too energy. much energy. Too much. Yeah. Yeah, now yeah, I'm right. excited. We're ready to do the show. No, I'm Yay! Excited. Here on Z Hollywood. Okay, welcome back to Geekscape. We're here with our good buddy Chris Mancini, the comedy film nerds. He's got a Kickstarter out for this yes. comic book drawn by Fernando Pinto, who did the logo you're looking at right now from your podcast fetcher. Uh, long ago and far away. Go to Kickstarter, and they got two weeks left on this thing, and throw them yep. some scratch. 
because it's going to be a 140-page comic book. It's not like you're kickstarting one issue and then you'll never see the rest. That's the Super Action Man comic. It's because <laughs> you're going to get 140 pages of fun in your lap. You're going to be reading it. And uh, what are you going to get? You're going to get a print version? You're going to get a digital version? Like, what are the tiers? Everything. Print version, gifts? digital, and then uh, Fernando, the will do, well, Fernando will do custom artwork for you what? guys. Really? Yep, he'll do a... He uh, did. It's called the Geekscape yeah. logo. <laughs> <laughs> for you guys specifically. And people right. that actually uh, back it. And then we have uh, tiers that go up all the way where you'll get my other books, Pacify Me, and Comedy Film Nerd's Guide to Movies. Yeah. You get... Uh, if you want all digital, you get This is Digital, and you get Fernando's other two graphic novels. You get those thrown I love in. those books. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah. Um, and then as you get higher, then there's one Comedy Film Nerds tier well, where you can go and see a uh, a movie with Graham and I, and then we'll record a spoiler up with you after the movie. Oh, now, so. now the spoiler episodes, are those episodes where you guys are aggressively trying to see the movie earlier and then do the podcast? Yeah, do, or do, like, does this like, like, like include the... a free uh, air to travel to Australia? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, what it's tier a, is that? LA, yeah, LA area only. At that. But, <laughs> yeah. but these these spoiler this... casts that you guys do over at Comedy Film Nerds, those mm-hmm. are those are... Specifically they're early. They're specifically. Yeah, we want to try to. Sometimes they're a little later. Like if uh, um, it's a movie that like fans keep asking for. They're like mm-hmm. sometimes there's a movie every once in a while that like oh do people want it? Spoiler up on that. Yeah. And fans will ask for it, and then we'll see it and we'll do it. And could we'll, you guys do Lady Hawk for me? <laughs> we could. Okay, that's the one. But I want. Uh, um, Rudger we'll, Hauer we'll, and Michelle Pfeiffer. As a as a hawk, and then was it uh, Matthew Broderick in, in that Matthew movie? Broderick? Oh yeah. my God! Yeah. Richard Don, Richard Donner's uh, mm-hmm. Lady Hawk. That's what yep. I want. A little bit of magic in it. Yeah, a lot of magic. And uh, uh, so yeah, you can actually uh, you get that, and then you also um, you know we'll record the episode with you. But then we wanted to do like a high give back tier. So sure. the highest one is five thousand dollars. You get all the rewards, uh, but then we'll make your own comic for you. So Fernando, Fernando Pinto and I, we decided that like if you're helping us that much, we want to help you. So I'll write 10 pages and Fernando will draw ink and letter the 10 pages. So if you don't know how to make your own comic, you're not sure what to do, you just have an idea. We'll start the first we'll 10, do, man. Uh, we'll give you the, uh, we'll, we'll make the first 10 pages for you. Holy that, shit. You know what? That's like him hiring him. They like figuring out a way for himself to get hired to write 10 pages of a comic. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and also, thank God I don't have very much money. Otherwise, you'd be just writing a comic and he'd be drawing just a bunch of penises. Yeah. It'd just be like, just, Penny, I, I do it just to troll Penny, you guys. Kenny has a. Uh, the internet, a, the money goes in a circle. That's what we're yeah, trying to do. Kenny has a, a comic called Space Chair mm-hmm. in the Planet of the Penis Yolans. Yep. And it's him versus the penis Elons, and he's just shooting them with the space chair, right? Or are they shooting you? Well, they're shooting out of the the space. The space chair has a rocket penis. Uh, I don't know if we could stretch that into ten pages. Well, you though. don't want to stretch it. Then well, they, no, stretching it would be erect. No, yeah. Don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, this it's is just, not a good idea. We, we need to. We need to. Make That's why on that tier we actually had to put nothing crazy, please. Did you actually write that? <laughs> yeah. You actually wrote insane. nothing crazy because beggars can now be choosers. Yeah. You hear that shit? <laughs> Fucking five thousand dollars. I'll write anything. Yeah. Give me five. Hey, it's more Davis. of a guideline. I'm gonna. Uh, no, I'm no, undercutting okay. you guys. Guys, guys, no, no Kickstarter. <laughs> no Kickstarter involved. You give me forty-five hundred dollars. I'm gonna shit. draw no, and write your much. comic. No, shut your mouth. Just do forty nine ninety nine, so a dollar less. <laughs> you guys are like undercutting listen. each other. Yeah, I know. You're okay, like, okay, like listen, competing. listen. I'll draw. I'll I'll write and draw whatever the hell you want. You send me forty five hundred dollars <laughs> right now. I'll do forty three. Kenny will also draw it. Yeah. Kenny, you know what? Yeah. Kenny will act it out. Kenny will do some I will interpretive sign, dance. Yeah, I'll sign language. <laughs> All right. The entire thing. Five thousand dollars. So, impaired. Me doing so, sign. Language. But mostly nothing crazy. You can give guys. Only give me crazy! <laughs> Don't give me anything normal! Well, I won't do a normal comic book for you! 
And if your idea isn't normal, isn't crazy enough, I'll make it crazy. Or you have to pay more for less crazy. Yeah, you, more yeah, you yeah. give me a boring ass so comment, if it's you're about, paying more. So yeah. if it's seventy five hundred dollars for something about like a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on what the cat does. Depends on the cat. All right. And the euphemisms. But but most people have been pretty much just buying the book. $30 (laughs) 30 or uh, 20 And then one of the things about Kickstarters, too, you want to make sure you give people stuff. So even if you just give five bucks, you get like wallpaper. Fernanda's going to draw wallpaper for you. That's cool. Give me $4.99. I'll give you you $4.99. I'll draw your personal fathead for actual wallpaper. I guarantee it will not be as nice as Fernando's. Not even close. One of the things he's going to do, too, is if you send a picture of yourself in one of the tiers, he'll draw you in the world. Yeah. Of, uh... See, here's the thing. It's like I can I can try to undercut Chris and Fernando all all I want. My comic will look like shit compared to Fernando's. <laughs> Fernando will draw something that looks great, and my comic will look like you're like dude, stick figure. He you is... will you will want your money back so damn bad. He's amazing. He's mm-hmm. so good. I love the guy. I love the guy. I do. My Chilean brother. You hear me? You hear me? He's into punk rock. Yeah. He's what? the punk rock band. Yeah. Fernando's that's the man. awesome. Fernando's like a cool version of me. Which, I, which I, I, like, I can't imagine that. He, you know what? I can't imagine it. Like he, he's just a more functional human being than I ever was. Uh, but uh, listen, guys, Comedy Film Nerds podcast. That's where you can see Chris. And of course, go to Kickstarter and find Long Ago and Far Away. And yep, throw, there's throw about the money. 13 days left, so uh, left. make haste. So we create a little controversy. What do you think about this Sony controversy with the Ghost in the Shell? You know, when they're talking about they cast. Uh, 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 Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, Johansson in in a role that everybody was like, no, she's Japanese. It's freaking you know, Ghost in the Shell. And I and I make the argument that yeah, Disney just opened a mu- movie to upwards of 108 million dollars with an Asian actor in the Jungle Book, and now we've got this Ghost in the Shell, and Scarlett well, Johansson's there. And 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 here's the the controversy. A lot of people I think we're gonna let Sony off the hook and be like, okay, we understand that this is your version of Ghost in the Shell. We understand that as a business, you guys have to cast a bankable star. Uh-huh. And we understand that uh, she's also a cyborg, so yeah. perhaps they put this uh, this Japanese character into a cybernetic body. Uh, and I'm then, mad they didn't just hire an actual cyborg for the role. <laughs> well, then the news started coming out that Sony had invested money yeah. into a technology to make Scarlett Johansson look more Japanese. Yeah. Really? And is that is that is that is that a yeah. Snopes-approved article? Or did that actually happen? No. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It... <sighs> a lot of places are reporting that. I'm going to go ahead and say, if no, this turns out to be true... It was, oh. a, it was a quote oh. from someone from wow. Sony. It was, it was, you're like, oh, and he was like, he's like, oh, we even invested this much, like, whatever, but it didn't well, pan out. Guess what? Now I can understand the controversy. Digital yeah. white face, or digital yellow, yellow face. face. Digital yellow face. That's, br- that's like, that's come, just, on, come on, guys. You know what Sony should be worrying about more? Making a coherent movie. <laughs> yeah. Your mama you, raised you, you better than that, is all I can argue. It's like, your mama raised you better than that. Unbelievable. Like, like, but even like the Ghost in the Shell stuff, getting the casting aside, it's a very complicated mm-hmm. subject matter to uh, to get right, especially like even if you watch the animes or the TV series or any of that stuff, it's very uh, dense. Uh, dense, And it's also only some of it makes sense. Sure. So sure. Sort of like you just kind of got to go with it. So I'm interested to see like what stuff they're going to dumb down and what stuff they're going to keep. Like the original anime has like an amazing chase scene mm-hmm. in it. Um, but, you know, there's certain parts of Ghost in the Shell, whether it's, you know, some of the TV series, it 
goes off the rails a little bit as far as like coherency. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I've always liked uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, could we get the picture back up again uh, to see what it looked like? Because it was Scarlett Johansson and okay, the, uh, so, and the actor, All right, so um, I know yeah. like they changed her name, so she's now just the general. Okay. Or in- instead of I, I don't know, I forget what her name is. Sure. The major. They kept the major. They kept the general. They kept like the side bangs. The major. So. Does the one in the right look like she's actually Japanese? You because know what? Maybe you're white and you're just born in oh, yeah, Japan. Yeah. Maybe a Sony, what they meant to say was like, to, we're going to make her look more Japanese. Maybe they meant we're just going to give her anime hair. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's, sure. that's yeah. They just used the wrong words. And uh, they didn't say like actually Jap- any Japanese like characteristics or anything. So that's what they meant. It's just it's just all our problem. Uh, so so, so it's our problem. Yep. And we just have to wait and see when the movie's released and see which side you land on. I mean, guys, you know I gave Avatar: The Last Airbender a chance when that made it to the film screen, and and that turned out very well, didn't it, Jonathan? <sighs> Man, yeah. yeah I, you know what? I forget that, that was movie very generous of you, by the way. Dude, I gave it a chance. Yeah. Uh, it was not a very good movie. The uh, Spider-Man reboot over at Sony. That, Homecoming? That has it. Yeah, I mean, I think that title is kind of cool. We know the title is Spider-Man Homecoming, which mm. is fitting, we think, because Marvel's now involved and maybe Spider-Man's coming home. There's also the rumor that Iron Man or maybe one of the other Marvel characters that are over at Disney is going to have a cameo in it. And there's also a rumor that um, that Michael Keaton's going to play the villain. Really? Spider-Man well, Homecoming. I, I think what I'm happened, too, with, that... uh, you know, with Disney, they're like, all right, I think we've failed playing the waiting game to get the rights back to these characters. Let's make a deal. They knew Sony was just going to keep churning out terrible films just to if keep the gonna rights. If you're going to do that to our characters. Uh, so they, have... they worked it out where, all right, why don't we make the movies? You guys can still have the rights. Because I don't – do you know that – I don't know if the – all the details of the deal have been released, but it seems like from hints that they've let out in conversation that um, the movie's made by Marvel slash Disney, but then they're making it for Sony. I'm not sure, but a lot of this originated in the in the response to that Sony leak, where there was uh, in the Sony leak supposedly emails hinting the fact that uh, that Sony the Sony Entertainment Group was was pressured to make a deal with Marvel for, for a conjunction deal in like the movies and then it was like okay well when the audience when the when the public found out about that they were like that's a great idea yeah. let's do that not to say that the original Sam Raimi the first two Sam Raimi movies I think are incredible they're so, great they're fantastic so, so so Sony is capable of making good movies uh, I don't know what the corporate culture became to the point where it was like the decisions were being made that we got a spy, two amazing Spider-Man movies that felt like they weren't a Spider-Man character. They felt like no. they were darker and maybe a little more Batman, and that's just not Spider-Man. So I'm really excited for Tom yeah, Holland. Yeah, thank God they're not doing that with superheroes anymore. <laughs> the they're not changing the DNA or <laughs> making them dark. Yeah, that's so good that that's but, over. But we we may look up and realize and one day and see Tom Holland as the best character who or best actor who's ever played this character because I think he's incredible. Uh, one of his former directors, he directed The Impossible. I think Tom Holland's the best part of The Impossible, and The Impossible is a really damn good movie. But this kid runs circles around Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. He's so good in this movie. Is a movie called The Impossible by this uh, this Spanish director, Jay Bayona. You guys may recognize that name from uh, The Orphanage, which oh, was a really yeah. damn good horror movie produced orphanage. by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Bayona. Bayona is now directing the follow-up to Jurassic World. Wow. 
So we have a really, I mean, okay. not that Justin, not that Colin Trevorrow was not a good director. I thought he was a really damn good director. We now have another really, really damn Follow good director. Follow up to Jurassic World. Have any plot details been released yet? What are you possibly going the to do? Jurassic Five. We're doing the soundtrack. Because <laughs> it's Jurassic Five. <laughs> okay, that's fair all enough. I know. That's it. And, that's all uh, I know. Uh, the so, Jurassic Five are on the soundtrack. Is there going to be a park? Are the dinosaurs going to get loose? Are they going to eat people? What's, Yo, what's going to happen? If they, Jurassic Five are doing the soundtrack, those dinosaurs yeah, are going to get loose. It doesn't matter. Are they going to weaponize the dinosaurs? Like that that was that great character in the last one. He's going to weaponize everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know what? I'm I can't tell you. I'm going to the best of this one. I can I'm going to weaponize the cafeteria. <laughs> I can only tell you my plans for Laser creating plates. a park of dinosaurs. <laughs> They're not going very well. I need better funding. If you guys want to kickstart my dinosaur park, I... You'll build fences that actually hold dinosaurs well in. i'm starting a kickstarter pretty soon uh first oh. i'm going to collect all the amber and then i'm going to uh, don't worry you'll nice. get your damn dinosaurs you, we're going to get your we're going to get all the yeah. uh, the dino dna Geekscape is, i will give you this promise if you fund my jurassic world park right which i am going to do as a personal like kickstarter mm-hmm. if you fund that you will get your dinosaurs faster than you're going to get mighty number no. nine so <laughs> <laughs> so think of all your failed kickstarters and realize that those Kickstarters that have never, ever uh, given you the rewards, I will give you live dinosaurs before you get your now, money number do nine. They get, that is my promise. Do they get the egg, or do you actually hatch them before you send them? I think the egg on the face would be more realistic. <laughs> do, do, do we get to do our own little, come on, push, That's push. a t- You know what, Kenny? That's a tier, and I'm not ready to release my strategy oh, at the moment because okay, there's okay. two competing parks, but... We'll think about it. You know, it may it, we may just start out with like a backyard installation okay. Okay, right, right. and like just tiny dinosaurs. Grow from it's there. It's gonna be like a neighborhood like fun house, like a neighborhood like haunted house, and then you know cardboard box to kind of like. And if a like, kid goes missing or two, then no one will be the wiser. Well, it's plot detail at that okay. point. If a kid okay. goes missing, that's like not a tragedy. Right, that's he, a, he ran that's away. A plot detail. It's oh, like, okay. well, he's not missing. He just hasn't been are you gonna yet. are you yeah. gonna try to make the the dinosaurs look more Japanese? Well, that yeah, depends again. For, you know what? That's a DNA tier. or I'm not, CGI work. Yeah. I am not ready to release that information. Yeah. I'm just telling you that I'm excited that this guy got hired to do Jurassic World's follow-up because I think he's a really talented director. And think what you will about Jurassic World. Uh, I think Colin Trevorrow is a really good director. I'm excited to see his Star Safety Wars Safety not guaranteed. And uh, you know what? We'll see how uh, Jay Bayona uh, fares against uh, like a bigger scale movie that has more like co- corporate you know, interest involved. And I am saying, yes, that may influence the script and director's ability to tell a cohesive story. Mm-hmm. Right? But I wish him the best. I thought Jurassic World, it was really fun in a lot of parts. So we have that. I'm uh, hearing that we have to take another break here. Do we have another station ID uh, break? Our last one coming up. Uh, oh, the end of show. We only have three segments. Did we uh, get three segments? Yeah, did, we did. We, we got, did we yeah. just blew through we, yeah, our we, four yeah, thing? Yeah. Wait, what time is it? We got forty nine. Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. So let's just let's. Uh, yeah. Screw it. I don't need to keep talking. I've been talking this whole time. We all think the same thing. I'm a jerk. Uh, <laughs> we pretty much talked about a lot of stuff. But yeah. listen, if you walk away with one thing mm-hmm. out of every moronic thing I've said yeah, right, in right. this hour, the one smart thing is go to Kickstarter, support our good friend Chris Mancini, who's nice enough to give his time to come talk to you. Because uh, he's got this comic book with Fernando Pinto, who also gave his time to make you the Geekscape logo, uh, which I'm wearing on my chest right now. Um, his comic's called Long Ago and Far Away. You can find it on Kickstarter, and they're halfway, they're over halfway to their goal, mm-hmm. and they got two more weeks. So you, you definitely, definitely, definitely throw them your uh, your shekels. Uh, Chris, where else can we find you? 
Uh, on Twitter, I am at Chris J Mancini, mm-hmm. and uh, you can find me at Comedy Film Nerds, and then I have my own site, uh, Chris J Mancini Online. Trying to break away? What's going on with that? Uh, oh no, no, it's all uh, it's all goes back to Comedy Film Nerds. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But that's like in the directing is going okay. When are we? Getting, when are you getting? You know, in the cl- current climate of Hollywood, you're just one indie movie away from getting like a like a Star Wars. Movie. Totally, totally. Well, we've got the uh, documentary coming out this okay. year. What Ear- is that? Earbuds, the uh, podcasting documentary. So, we, which we also kickstarted. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but we've been stuck in post production for a fairly long time. What's going on? But, uh, but it's done now. Okay. So, just, you know, delays, tech problems. And the thing about making a documentary for $140,000 and going all over the world to do interviews. I don't know what you're talking about. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kind of can't do it. Went to Japan and Australia. And uh, so now it's done where it's just starting. We haven't announced any film festivals yet, but it's just going to start playing festivals and it'll be out in the fall. That's it's exciting. Like Mark Marin, Aisha Tyler, Welcome to Night Vale, all the, all those big people. podcasters. Yeah, cool. they'll be in it. It's uh, called Earbuds. Cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. So guys, there's going to be more news for that. If you mm-hmm. follow the, the comedy film nerds on Twitter and of course at their website, uh, again, kickstart, go to Kickstarter long ago and far away, get that comic book. It's going to be awesome. And you don't want to have to read about it later. You want to be able to read it as soon as it's released. on the bleeding edge. Um, guys, Geekscape, you know where to find us, all right? We're going to be here every week at the hall. <laughs> and <laughs> for Kenny Craig, the folks in the uh, engineering booth, I'm Jonathan Lennon. You can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of that. And, of course, at Geekscape.net. We will see you guys next week with some more awesome guests. And thank you for listening. Kenny, anything else to say? Um, Why don't you do your little uh, sign off? Yeah, do uh, yours. You want me to do what you what you do? Do the high or do the low? You do it. All Let's right. See what you got? Uh, uh, peace. All right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a fitting ending. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Sure.